Hello and welcome to Under the Plumbob, the podcast about all things related to the EA Maxis series of games called The Sims. We avoid the real world, which right now is terrible, uh, by talking about our made-up ones. My name is Melissa. Hi, it's Marissa. And it's Melly. Oh my gosh, how did we get a team together with all the Issas? It's the Issa show, and we have a very special guest. It's me, Yellow Plum Bob, a.k.a. Katie. Katie, Yellow Plum Bob, we're so thrilled to have you. Um, We discussed before we started, like, we're huge fans of yours. We feel like we're meeting a celebrity. Like, this is fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm huge fans of yours, and I feel like I'm meeting celebrities, so I'm just super excited. Well, you're here for the best possible episode because we are talking about a little technique used in the Sims building called Move Objects On. Now, for me, a blossoming builder, this is a concept that I'm just starting to play around with. So I'm going to just sit back and learn today. I'm I'm very excited. For sure. So let's just jump into it in my best Philip DeFranco voice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So what is Moo? Well, I call it Moo. I don't know if anyone else calls it Moo, but that's my go-to. That's adorable. We should call it Moo. I usually think BB in my head. I'm like, BB Moo, BB Moo, because you have to type that in. But I like Moo better. Well, now you do. We'll get into that later. So what is Move Objects? Um, It is a cheat that lets you place things where you can't place them usually. In simple terms, it allows you to completely disregard the game's rules of placement. So you can place things wherever you want. You can make them flow, put them in midair, stack items. It just makes the possibilities of buildings like to a whole other level. I feel like this is also like, it's considered a cheat because it sort of breaks the rules of not physics, but like spatial rules in The Sims. Because if you're playing in the style of, you know, wanting Sims gameplay, you know, the stories the actively using Sims, they need to move about the places where they live. But if you're a builder and you don't really care one way or the other, I mean, you might, it doesn't matter. If playable homes or sets are not a priority for you, Move Objects On is the cheat for you. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're taking cool pictures. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we're doing a Zillow challenge. And originally we said that it was going to be no cheats. That went out the window literally five minutes into <laughs> us doing it. <laughs> because EA's placement rules are so stupid. You cannot build a nice looking house with just placing one thing on one block. It does not work. It is ugly. I don't know why this is even like a cheat that we have to use. It should be doable already. Yeah, it should just be like a button that you click that you can just move things around off the grid. I agree. Let's get it together, EA. All right, so in my Zillow challenge, as I'm, you know, attempting to build the smaller of the two houses because I'm a wimp. Which is harder. I'm excuse it's me. Definitely <laughs> harder. Look, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there to that episode because that's gonna be a time. It's gonna go down and a lot of thoughts are had and we're just gonna save them for then. But Yes. Tune in to me like going cross-eyed permanently. But if I were to cheat and use move objects on, which it seems like we've now all agreed that we're doing now that I'm already done. Tell me how to cheat. Teach me how to cheat. Well, let me tell you about it. As the resident cow plant member of this little episode here, I can tell you all about cheating. So you do on just a PC, control, shift, C, and then you uh, type in bb.moveobjectson or bb.moveobjectsoff if you don't want them off on anymore. And for Mac, you hold the command, shift, then C. PlayStation 4, hold all shoulder buttons at once. Xbox One, you also hold all shoulder buttons at once. And then once the cheat console appears, you just type in bb.moveobjects on or off. So pretty fun, pretty exciting. Basically, you know, like we were saying, it allows you to move objects off the grid. I'm really glad that this is an option for console players because I feel like console players don't get very many nice things. And this is a nice thing for them. And they didn't always have it, which is, again, stupid EA get it together. So it's nice that they can play around with some of the features that us PC players can. 
What I like is that, you know, especially for console players, if they aren't getting the access to the custom content and the extra, you know, content that PC players are able to have, it's nice that they can have moved objects on because then you can kind of twist things, you can make things bigger or smaller. So you can kind of customize those objects that you have just a little bit better. So it feels more personal, even though it's just stuff that's in the game. I know a lot of console players, they don't like turning on cheats because the moment you turn on cheats, your achievements don't count anymore. But with the objects cheat, it does not. So you can have it on and you can still get your achievements done. So you don't have to be stuck with ugly builds. Thank God. Yeah. The BB refers to build by, like build by mode, correct? Probably. Probably. We're guessing. (laughs) Great. Probably. If that's true. You just blew my mind with that. I had no idea. (laughs) Look, we're not here for facts. We just speculate. But move objects in some form has been around for a while, right? Since the beginning of times. Before Will Wright graced EA's doors, we had Moo. But it was always sort of like a a version of the existing bb.moveobjects space on or off. It was move underscore objects back in Sims 1, the original, and just move objects space on or off for Sims 2 and Sims 3 and the Sims stories. And it makes sense that they have a cheat like that because the Sims didn't start like as a architecture game. So it would make sense that they would have those kind of cheats integrated in the game because you're meant to mess around with buildings and stuff. Just put it in game. Make it an option for me. I mean, I guess it is, but anyway. Katie, how do you play? Are you a a Mac PC console user? I have a a Surface Pro, believe it or not. So I have a Windows computer, but I was a Mac player until last year when I got my my, uh, laptop. So I've done both. Oh, which do you prefer? Which is more like organic for you? Um, well, I bought this sketching laptop thinking I would do sketching and artwork and I really have only played the sims so I definitely would say I prefer (laughs) (laughs) I would have preferred my macbook because it could run the sims a little better so jokes on me for that one but (laughs) someday I'll get a gaming pc that laptop life man I I miss it and I don't miss it because my laptop version of the sims was a macbook and I remember that what is it command shift c there's no control. There's no control in Max. Yeah, it definitely was a transition moving from one to the other. But as far as gameplay with The Sims, it didn't really affect it too much. That's so interesting. Because um, all, all I do is laptop. I've had Sims like Sims 3 and Sims 2, I think, were on computers. But Sims 4 has always been on my laptop. And so I can't imagine. And I have it on my desktop, too, because you know, it's just Origin. So I have it, but I... I would feel so weird playing Sims on a computer, like with a mouse. Like who plays Sims with a mouse? What? Me. I do. <laughs> me. I will say it's weird to me to think of playing on a PC just because it's not mobile. Like I love taking the Sims with me. <laughs> you can lift your desktop up. Like y- yeah. you might struggle a little bit, <laughs> but you can do it. We've all seen those people in Panera with their giant monitor. Exactly. <laughs> just all plugged in, getting the free Wi-Fi. We've seen it. We have seen it. I live with it. That's my boyfriend. (laughs) Public land parties, the best. I'm kidding. So it's sort of this great unlock cheat because not only does it let you move around existing objects, but it lets you manipulate and delete and sometimes like create from nowhere items that either can't be grasped by the hand tool or just don't exist in build by mode until you unlock this. So I think like there's certain things that even with move objects on, you can't move. So I'm going to go through the list, but also I know there's items that you like, for instance, a column, you can move items into a column, but even with the cheat on, you can't move a column off the grid. It's still going to go on its little corners. So there's kind of some little funky stuff like that with move objects. But um, so the stuff that can't be grasped by the hand tool uh, would be a set of modular stairs, a column from a decking foundation, cans, some food. Um, So a lot of this stuff, you know, you can find in the debug catalog, um, but it's not necessarily unlocked from move objects. 
I know there's, oh, so there's items I think that if they're in pro, in the process of being used, you can't pick them up with the hand tool. So if you're feeding something to the cow plant or you're, you know, your pets are in the middle of using something, you can't just grab it away from them. You know, a pillow in a pillow fight, that sort of thing. It's like the items that Sims conjure out of nowhere, seemingly. Yeah. So again, you can find those separately with the debug cheat, but you can't just grab them with the move objects cheat. Does that cheat get its own episode? Will you come back and do a a buy debug episode with us, Katie? I would love to because what a gift. (laughs) Oh my God. True. That is exactly it. Put it on the calendar. So, Katie, being the the resident guru here, can you give us a couple examples of like the cool ways you've used move objects on or just like some tips and tricks for making your builds take them to the next level with this cheat? Yeah. So sometimes I see things, um, you know, on Pinterest or out in the world that I'm just like, oh, I wish I could make that in the game, but you can't do it without these cheats on because you need to intersect things. Sometimes it's as simple as like, oh, I want to combine this sink with this other table to make it look more like a vanity. And it's just little aesthetic touches. But then, and sometimes it's as simple as like you were saying, you know, it allows items to move closer to each other just a little bit. Because sometimes, you know, you don't necessarily need to make, I saw someone, I wish I knew their name off the top of my head, but someone built like a whole dragon out of objects that they used Yo. Yeah, with move objects, like created a whole item. But it can also be as simple as like, I want this backpack to be like really, really close to the bed, just like settled up against it. So it looks more realistic. So there's really a wide range, I think, of how people use Moo. Um, And each time I use it is kind of different. And there's also the element of, you know, is it functional or not? Because sometimes you do something really beautiful, but the Sims can't use it. And other times it doesn't come out as well as you wanted, but they can still use the the items. It's like every tiny house I build, the bathroom, I always have to make as small as possible. So it's literally just like 15 minutes of me minusculely moving the toilet or the sink so the sim can actually use it. It's just like 10 minutes of going into live mode and build by back and forth just to make something work. Here, pick this up. No, try. (laughs) Try harder. No, no. Sit on the toilet. The toilet. I know. Sometimes I get too brave when I'm building and I don't play test until the end and it has caused disasters for sure. But your builds are absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you. I am in the gallery a lot, uh, just doing different things for the podcast. And I love that you tag us in your stuff that just like brings so much joy to my life. You have no idea. Just, oh, there's your little plum bob and oh I have this movement. Oh yay, little house. But your stuff is so good. And it it has that, I don't know, that like lived in I mean depending on the build but it does like you can see how you use the BB move objects or use Moo you can see how you use it and it's very tasteful because I've been using move objects forever and just when you see that little you know twist of a certain item you see it's like been placed a very specific way you're like oh I see that and I appreciate that you know it just makes builds feel more fun because we all have those moments where we don't want to sit and spend a weekend building the perfect house we just want to grab it from the gallery and so seeing when you know creators do that just adding those little touches just makes it feel you know better i don't know i appreciate it and i like it do the work for me because i don't fill in my houses at all i can't it's too time consuming sometimes you're like i just want to get this challenge started i can't be bothered with the calendar being perfectly placed on the wall right now i'm just gonna get a house from the gallery (laughs) exactly you'll start on it and then like halfway through you're like no and then you just download a house who are you two you're supposed to be the builders of the team what is this i just go from the gallery thieves thieves is what's happening here my god i've had a lot of time to think about it and i don't think i'm a builder um i'm a, I'm a fraud i think i'm a landscaper because i i can build houses really nicely and like put the windows and everything and then once i get to the inside i just give up i don't have the time for it but I will landscape the shit out of your houses. This makes us a match made in heaven, Melly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys should do a house together. We definitely should because landscaping is absolutely my weakness. Our episode about the letter build challenge, I think that's what it was called. All about landscaping your P's and your B's. But anyway, that 
Your A-holes and your B-holes. Yeah, the A-holes, the B-holes. That was my entree (laughs) into just not being able to landscape at all. So, Melly, how do you use, how do you moo in terms of making a really beautiful, lush landscape or, you know, whatever landscape fits the build? Well, there are a lot of, like, different flowers, bushes, trees, and normally you can only put one thing per block, and it's so stupid and I hate it. But with the moo, I'm able to lay down grass and then change the sizes of the grass so it's not, like, one ugly patch of grass. It's, like, it has texture to it, I guess, and depth. And then on top of it, I put flowers, different size flowers, too, and then big rocks, little rocks. I don't know. It goes from like a simple flower garden to like a whole ass oasis looking thing. I don't I don't know how it happens. It just does. I get carried away and I put too many plants and I put too many rocks and then somehow we're here um, and it's been two hours and I lost my day. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have certain plants that you uh, go to every time? No, if it's pretty, I put it down. Although when I am in, oh, what's it called? The deserty place? Oasis? Is that what it's called? Oasis Springs, I think. But that one, I will only use the cacti and succulent looking ones because the other ones just don't make sense there. What about for pools? Show me your ways. How do we move with pools? So what I love to do with pools, there is in, um, I believe it is Spa Day, there's a little random block I don't know what it is. It's just a block that you can change the color of. And if you make it larger or smaller, and I'm trying to remember if it's debug or if it's just in the game. I think it's like an accent table. Yeah, it's just a white block. But you can change the size of it, obviously, with Moo. So what I like to do is I like to make steps into the pool with that. Obviously, it's just entirely decorative, but that's really fun to do. Um, You can also put rocks and grass and lily ponds and everything kind of in certain corners if you want it to look like a lake or a pond, you know, just kind of bop it in there. In real life, natural pools are like very hip right now. I love the idea of the stairs because I've been wondering forever, like, why? Why can't I have stairs in my pools? And if it's not gameplay capable, at least I can have the look. So I'll be hitting you up after this episode so you can show me how to do it. Yeah, I'll take a picture of it in game. I was watching Julia's stream last week and she put a, a, it was a very small pool in her build, but she would take the lanterns and put it in the pool and it looked so cool. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like floating lanterns and floating candles. Yes. Oh, so beautiful. I sometimes like to put carpets or rugs down there because you can get some really cool kind of like flowery patterns and stuff at the bottom of the pool. It doesn't look like carpet (laughs) when it's down there that's so smart that is so smart it's a fun one you can also just not move but you can put like flooring and wallpaper in pools so like i've made lava and things like that just using that technique while we're on the topic of pools i'm gonna need more details on this i'm gonna need more details on the lava pool yep oh my god that's so badass i love that it sounds hard i really was just wallpaper so (laughs) don't be too impressed (laughs) (laughs) that is so cool yeah pools are fun because you can especially because with move objects on if you hold the alt key and press nine or zero you can make the move the objects up and down that's how i build like a natural pool like melissa was saying you know if you build the kind of bushes and grass a little bit higher around it it just looks more organic and if i'm understanding this correctly like you can use that what is it alt nine and alt zero to basically place things onto surfaces that wouldn't normally take something being put on the surface. So like in-game refrigerators, they don't let you put stuff on top of that. But like at my apartment, we have cereal boxes and bottles of wine on top of our refrigerator. So sometimes I will, you know, alt nine or alt zero up and down. And I mean, in game, technically they're like floating, but the way you line it up, it looks like it's sitting on top of the fridge, for example. Yeah, that's a perfect example. And like, if you're doing that, if you've never done it before, you might have to move the fridge or the counter out of the way, um, because it will try to lock to the grid if you're holding alt down. But um, I do the same thing. I always put fire extinguishers up on the, which is a debug item, but I always put them above the fridge. I don't know why. It's just something that I do, even though my fire extinguisher is not above my fridge. So I don't know why I do that. 
I think that's a fire hazard. Like, I think if your apartment <laughs> was on fire, the chances of me being able to reach that extinguisher are like zero because I'm short. Yeah, I literally, it's the worst spot to put a fire extinguisher, but I think it looks really good. So, and I It looks good. So who cares about like actually surviving? You know, it looks cute. Fire extinguisher aesthetics. Yeah, literally put a plant up there. Who cares? Everything can catch on fire. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We have firefighters now, so we're all good. That's true. What about your clutch items that are in build mode? Doors and windows. Are they feasible with move objects? Yes and no. Windows are tricky because you can only have one window per grid. So if you try to overlap your windows, only one window will be an actual window and the other windows will be the color of whatever your wall is. So if you want stacked windows or like cool window effects, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Kate, have you ever used, or anyone really, this question for anyone, have you ever used doors and windows in like a decorative way with Moo? Yeah, so I know like with Moo, without it on, you can't just place a window like out in a field somewhere. It has to be on a wall. Um, But I think with Moo, you can place it kind of freestanding. So I've used, I used a door arch to make a wooden sign once. So it looked like it was kind of like pegged into the ground. Um, so there's like some some fun, like kind of off grid things or like, you know, maybe you just want a couple of panels somewhere for whatever reason, you can drag them off away from the walls. Um, but sometimes it also helps because so if I place a window onto a wall and bb.moveobjects is off and I sledgehammer that wall, the window will go away too. But with it on, I can sledgehammer the wall and the window will stay where it is. So that's another trick that works with curtains and things like that too. So with move objects, it keeps the things on the wall where they are. So that's kind of one way to use windows. That's super helpful because then you can place it just out in the wild wherever you need it. And you know, it's going to be the exact height that it needs to be instead of kind of messing around trying to manually do it. You can just get it perfectly at the perfect height and then just delete it. Yeah, sometimes there's funky stuff with that where like you'll move it from it's at a certain height and for whatever reason you bring it to another place and it like snaps to the ground and then you have to do the nine key to raise it back up. So it's a very finicky cheat for sure. I feel like I'm really going to blossom into a builder, you know, if I keep up with this because the perfectionist in me, when I was working on that that Zillow challenge, I'm like, get over there, move to this corner. Um, so I'm a crazy person, uh, (laughs) is what I'm saying. I have a question about fencing. There's a bullet in here in our notes about unique fencing. Has anyone made sort of custom fencing using move objects on? I haven't, but I've seen it. There are people that will take like columns and make them into like privacy fences. Oh, It's just a lot of placement. You have to literally manually place it. I've done it once as a a sunroof kind of thing. I had to individually place every single little stick to make like a pattern. Not a pattern. You know those... those... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What is it called? I don't know the words. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like a grid. I think it's a a trellis. A trellis. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And you can add plants on there and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes, I did it once with my 100 baby challenge house and it was such a pain in the ass to individually put everything, but it looked really, really pretty afterwards. So I do feel like that's kind of the thing with Moo is while you're doing it, you're just like, why, why am I like this? And then afterward, you're like, I'm a genius and everyone should know about it. Like you're just so accomplished. (laughs) Um, I like to add lanterns on top of my fences. That's probably the biggest thing that I do. Because that used to be a thing, I think in Sims 2, I know for sure in Sims 2, and I don't remember Sims 3, but you used to be able, if you got an outdoor light, if you hovered over the fence, if it was the right fence, you could add a light and that didn't carry over. So I just manually do it. I think Sims 3 had it too. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. So, but that was a thing that I like to do with fences. People do a lot. They, um... I haven't seen fences up instead of a roof doing a fence to create like if you're doing a storefront or something like that, making it look a little bit different on top or like a shack. Seeing fences instead of roofs. I don't know. People get super creative. It's really fun. Katie, we neglected to ask, is your history with The Sims, uh, does it start with four or are you a simmer from way back? 
And are you a builder from way back? <laughs> I'm certainly not a builder from way back. My goodness. Um, but so I played The Sims as a kid, Sims 1, because my older brother and my older sister were into it. Um, but I don't think my mom liked us playing that game. I was maybe a little too young for some of the more adult themes in The Sims. <laughs> I'd never played two. And then I dabbled in three a little bit in college, but I was busy like being in college and not good at playing The Sims. Um, and then I just started playing four pretty constantly um, in the last couple of years. And at first I wasn't a builder at all. I had like this weird building anxiety where I'd, I'd see all these crazy houses that people were making and I would try and build something and just be like, this is garbage. Uh, I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> I feel so seen. Yeah. But for whatever reason, just one day I was just like, who cares? And I just started, I was like, I'm not going to show this to anybody. It doesn't matter. And then for whatever reason, like just releasing that anxiety, I was able to actually start making cool stuff. So everybody take a deep breath before you build your house. <laughs> so at what point did you, did you say, you know what, I'm going to share this with people? Um, I think I, I thought about it and I wasn't sure. And I was like, okay, is this, I don't know, am I like a dork for wanting to share my Sims builds kind of feeling? But then I don't remember which build it was, but I uploaded something to the gallery and it got like 10 downloads in like 20 minutes right after I put it up or something. And I was just like, oh, maybe I'm good at this. Like what's going on? Um, and so then <laughs> I decided to start on Yellow Plum Bob. My, my boyfriend was like, you should, you should, you should share it on Instagram. Like it's good. Obviously people are um, liking it. So I started sharing and I guess people are liking it. It really was Moo Monday. I think that started getting me a following though. So this is the best episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's full circle, Katie. That's amazing. Full circle. It always comes back to Moo. Ah, uh, Moo is love. So I think that's some broad, you know, uses. Um, should we kind of go into tips and tricks? Let's do it. So if you hit Alt while grabbing an item, it'll allow you to place it off the grid. So that's basically your starting point. If you're going to do something and you want something out of place, you start with Alt. That is your number one. I don't place things at this point without having Alt down. That's where I'm at. Like, I'm a little crazy about it. You're learning then. You're getting there. Yeah, it's like a muscle memory at this point. I just turn it on and alt everything when I build a house. So that's why it takes a thousand years. You have to manually place it all. So like we said earlier, you can manipulate height placement of objects. So you just click on what you want and you press, you hold down alt, nine, nine raises it, and then the number zero lowers it. So you can kind of do that. If you have the Sims 3 camera on though, yeah, or you have to hit control. Sorry, you have to hit control nine or control zero. If you have Sims 3 camera, Sims 4 camera, nine and zero. There you go. That screwed me up for a while. Yeah, because I build in Sims 3 camera, but I play in Sims 4 camera. So I get really messed up too. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I think I just clicked Sims 3 camera by accident one time and was like, well, how, why won't this work? I, I know it can work. I know the, the nine and the zero. I had hit Sims 3 camera. It's fine. Yeah, it's so strange how they have it that way. I don't understand why a camera would change how to place objects. But you know what? Those are questions bigger than our pay grade. That's right. Ask the devs. If you don't have it on, I don't know if you have ever done this, but if you don't have the right camera on and you click one of those buttons, it'll just kind of like shoot you off into space somewhere. Like you just like, it's so disorienting. <laughs> it's like page up, page down or something. It just yeets you away and it's very frustrating. That is exactly it. You're just like, all right, I guess I'm on the wrong camera. Thanks, game. So once you get the object to the correct height, you need to press the alt key while it's still highlighted to further nudge it into place. So using this method, you can combine objects to create, you know, new wall displays or place objects on shelves that don't normally fit on them. That's super extra helpful when, you know, you have a shelf that has two or three slots for items, but you want to put 10 things on there. It's a good way to do it. That's like a nice clutter trick, right? Yes. Yeah. And can I say something kind of weird that I've been doing lately? I don't know why. I take a picture that has like a really bold picture frame and I put a little wreath in the middle of it at Christmas time when it's Christmas in my game or winter vest. So you can't see the picture, you just see the wreath, but it looks like it's a little framed wreath. 
I have to take a picture of it. My my sister-in-law does that. She just has empty frames and then she puts a wreath in the middle of it. And I just thought it was the cutest idea. She does it in real life. Yeah. Okay. Cute. I love that. So it's stuff like that that you can do. And I haven't actually gotten a chance to play with nifty knitting, but I'm sure with all these little knitted items, you can have those really cutely placed everywhere. Those are really great. I've done a lot of uh, stuffed animals on beds or on chairs. And so Nifty Knitting definitely upped that game a lot. So cool. Before you share your creations with Moo, make sure that you play test it and make uh, make sure that it's a playable build. That's very important because you don't want to have a beautiful lot and then not be able to use it and then destroy it and cry about it for an hour. Yeah, especially if you're going to share it on the gallery, I feel like either playtest it or make sure it's noted in the description that this is just for show. Which is funny because EA does not playtest their own damn builds. I'm looking at you, Strangerville. Oh my god, did somebody spill the salt shaker on this episode? I'm sorry, but... (laughs) Just (laughs) salt abound. But yes, um, you never, you know, that fire extinguisher has to go in the right location or else your fridge isn't going to work and then your sims are going to starve. That's not fun. Yeah, I do a lot of um, trial and error with those ones. And you start to learn the little nuances. Like you can raise a chair two clicks and it'll still work, but three clicks it won't work. So it's very, very nitpicky when you start to make sure that everything's functional. You can have like a hover chair. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a a swing once. Obviously it doesn't actually swing, but I did a faux swing and it can hover, but it can only hover an itty bitty little bit. Oh, that's such a cute idea. Swing. Because then you can just, it's just cute for pictures. Yes, exactly. It's just kind of a fun aesthetic thing, but they can sit on it, but only at two clicks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Moo. Effects. Do transfer, but with one important expect exception i can read i promise so if a lot is loaded directly from the gallery into your neighborhood while you're in manage worlds the map view the mood objects will disappear in order for the mood to transfer you must place a lot from build mode so i did not know this and that's why i always hashtag my builds and i think you do too katie Everyone should just do hashtag moo because then people downloading from the gallery know, oh, I got to, you know, hop into build mode to place this or have it on before they place it. Because that stinks when you, you know, when you're placing a lot looks so beautiful in the pictures and you put the lot in and it's just everything's gone. Everything's messed up. And you're like, what just happened? That has fully happened to me before. And I would place something and be like, I didn't order a shell. I didn't download a shell. Where's my clutter? Where's my beautiful clutter? I made mistakes in my life, so. (laughs) No, it's true. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. I'm assuming something with, it's something with the gallery. Like they must compress the files quite a bit. And so it doesn't translate when you actually put it in. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, So another way to ensure that everything transfers is to have the Moo cheat active when you're downloading a lot with Moo effects. Um, so just like you were saying, making sure that you, when you share it to the gallery, you mention it in your description and as well as, uh, the previous note of placing it from build mode specifically. Also would have been good to know in my building past. I feel like I just keep it on. Do you guys ever just turn it off or do you just always keep it on? Moo is constantly on. Yeah. (laughs) I did a build where I was recreating my animal crossing house And because there's no moo in Animal Crossing, I turned it off. And it is one of the more painful things that I've been through. It was really difficult. (laughs) So it is always on. (laughs) Yeah, same. I don't, I don't even think I ever turn it off because the objects do automatically click to the grid. If you're not touching any keys or doing, you know, dragging anything, if you just move the objects around, they still stay on the grid. So it's not like it just is this free for all. You have to actually press all key to move it around freely. So yeah, I just keep mine on. Do you keep yours on, Melissa? Or do you uh, have to remember to turn it on? So quick question. You have to enter it every time you start your game again, right? Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't transfer. Like if I've turned it on, shut the game down and I put it back on. Yeah, I think that I, if I'm building, I'll usually start with it off and realize how obnoxious that is. 
because if I'm really like fiddling with something, like I'm doing a, I'm very late for the Sparked competition, but they inspired me to do a wedding venue build based on the farmhouse where my friends got married. And it's just like the little corners with that little milk canister and the sunflowers and all, everything's got like, it's, it's clutter. And clutter, I think, was the thing that really got me into building because there are all these possibilities. And I also live like a human trash panda and I have clutter literally everywhere I look. So to build any lodging of mine realistically, clutter is an important part of life. It is. (laughs) I agree, especially for a wedding. You can't do a wedding venue without moo. I believe it. Yeah, because the chairs, like you want to put the chairs not grid lined up like I don't know when I do uh weddings in Solani I always kind of put the chairs a little bit angled so it looks like someone just went and put them in the sand you know it's just those little touches that like that that make it a little bit more special it kind of humanizes the sims you know it makes things a little bit more realistic because we don't live life on a grid I mean we live life on a grid but not on a building grid (laughs) yeah exactly yeah I like to do that with, um, if I use the cars from the debug menu, I always put them just at a slight angle because like who parks perfectly straight? Me too. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, I do that too. And you add like if the car is in the dirt, you add like a little bit of the train paint to make it look like the tires are going in the dirt. Oh yeah, I love doing stuff like that. The what and what paint? Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Say more. Say more to me. (laughs) Okay. If you are building a house and you want to put a car somewhere and you're not building like an actual garage, you're just going to have it in the grass or on the sand. You just take either the garden soil, a train paint, or if you're like in Strangerville, maybe a darker sand, just a darker whatever paint. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you place the car, but then you make the train paint paintbrush really small and you just kind of brush it underneath the tires and maybe even create a little bit of a line so it looks like the car has been multiple times you know for years driven into that same spot every time that's so perfect I know exactly where in my current build that's gonna live because I have a little blue pickup truck out behind the the wedding venue barn I'm obsessed. Yes. Yeah. So you can do that. I like to do, I mean, we've done episodes about train paint, but train paint, like don't sleep on it. It's pretty cool. You can really add a lot of realism. I always add a little bit of train paint around my building, always around my bushes and grass. I always add a little bit of darker soil and maybe a little bit of dirt or whatever around those areas just to make it look a little bit more lived in. It's those details, man. Yeah. There's the terrain paint kind of glitch, though. I don't know if this has happened to you guys where you, if you leave the lot at all and you come back, all the terrain paint is gone. Not that we're spilling more salt, but... (laughs) Spill it. That's what we're here for. Yes. If you're going to get super into the terrain paint, be prepared for heartbreak because it might come for you. It will break your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Fall in love with terrain paint. It will let you down. It will. But you'll just keep crawling back. Yeah, I submitted some build for something that EA was doing, some challenge. And um, yeah, I had so much detailed train paint. And when I uploaded on the gallery, I like re-downloaded it just to make sure it looked okay. And it was all gone. It was messed up. And I think one of them was, it was a different color train paint. It was like stones or something. So it looked really weird. I was very heartbroken. So upsetting. Such a tragedy. Tragedy. It's not fun. Well, guys, I have so much to go do. I have so much to go build. Can you share with me any more like wisdom, uh, just general moo and building ideas? Or we could go on to kind of pick Katie's brain with some of these more specific questions. I think we pick Katie's brain. I want to hear more. (laughs) Get ready to get picked. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) She's going to get picked. In relation to move objects on or otherwise, how do you get inspired? What, you know, how do you get the ideas in your head to, to put into your builds? Yeah, so sometimes it's things that I see, or just a random idea that comes up in my head. But a lot of times I'll start with a pack because I try and just use one pack and base game at a time. I know a lot of people can't own all the packs, so I just try and build with fewer. So when I do Moo, I usually just do one pack plus base game. So usually that helps narrow it down a lot. So let's say I decided I wanted to do something with Nifty Knitting. I just 
narrow it down and look at all those objects and I'll just sort of start playing around with them and seeing what I can do. Oh, these mesh together this way. Oh, this could work with this other sink from base game or whatever. And it's kind of just trial and error. I have these lots that are kind of like moo graveyards of things that didn't work or I got them to work, but I didn't like how they looked. Like it's kind of wild. I can send you guys a photo if you want. Yes. There's some weeks that I get on and it takes me 15 minutes and I have my moo and I move on with my life. And there's been weeks that I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I can't. It's like an hour of just trying random. Th- Does this look right with this bed? Does this look right? The one with the the swing of two clicks. That's why I know that so well now because I spent <laughs> so long on that one. <laughs> Oh my gosh. My brain is on fire. I cannot wait to just like, it's really a situation of you don't know what you don't know. And I just got to get in there. I was just going to say, that's what I like what you said, Katie, about how you said when you got started, you just said, oh, no one's going to see it. I'm just going to explore. I think that's exactly it. You just don't put the pressure on yourself over anything. Just explore, just be creative, just get inspired by whatever inspires you and just have fun with it. And yeah, you're probably, you know, run into things like that where you're trying to play something and it keeps reverting back to the grid or whatever and you want to like throw something. But when you get it figured out, then it, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I got this down. Now I know this works. Now it's the next thing. You know, it just makes it really fun, I think, to explore that. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be super complicated either. I did one that was, um, I used the cement like corner benches outside around a tree all four of them and all moo did was let me basically like scooch them together so it looked like one four-sided bench instead of four little benches but it's that simple of like oh now it looks like a planter instead of four benches stuck there but moo is the only reason i was able to do that so it doesn't always have to be these crazy complicated creations either using your imagination yep I think that was the more you know, but you know what? I'm going to allow it because that's important too. <laughs> Tell us about Moo Mondays. I'm super not familiar with this concept. Yeah. So when I first was starting my Instagram account, I just wanted, I don't know, like more anchors for my content. And so I thought starting something that I did weekly would be really fun. And I was already starting to explore the Moo cheat a lot and use it in my builds. And so I did a little story poll. Would you guys be interested in a weekly move object series? And people said yes. So I just started doing it. And now I get people being like, can you do more than one a week? Can you do? Uh, We're like, oh, I'm so glad it's, you know, move Monday. So it's been just a super, super fun. Honestly, it's like it really improved Mondays for me. Yes. Definitely made it something for me to look forward to um, because I think my Instagram page is like the most full of excitement and joy and happiness on Moon Mondays. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah, I love it. I think people really respond to, well, one, I mean, hello, the marketing for that or not marketing, but whatever the hashtag, like hashtag Moon Mondays. That's so cute. But um, I think because so many people get so intimidated by cheats and by doing anything kind of outside the box. So I think making it really tangible for people like, oh, you just click this button and keep on going. And this is the stuff that you can make. And I think just kind of making it really tangible is what makes people really excited. Like, oh, if I can do it, you can do it kind of thing. Yeah. And I honestly love it because I, I tell people I'm I'm a designer like in real life. Um, So I 40 hours a week, I'm making things look nice. So, you know, I'm kind of cheating at the Sims. I like to tell people. Um, So for me, <laughs> like I not every, you know, some people work in finance, like not everyone is like a crafter or like, you know, has that sort of like uses those sections of their brains. So for me, it's just super fun to see. I feel like I'm kind of like unlocking things for people because what I love is like, I'll say, oh, happy Moon Monday. Here's this idea I had. And then, you know, my followers will come back with 10 ideas that look way cooler than what I did because I was focused on like the mechanics of getting it to work. And then they just like take it and run with it. And they do these like really beautiful versions and use them in these, in their builds in really cool ways that I never would have thought of. So it's like, I feel like I'm giving them like the first step and then they just blitz with it. You're the kind of hero the community needs. Yes. (laughs) Truly. That's exactly it. That's so inspiring. 
Because, yeah, I mean, it's just like unlocking that knowledge. And that's exactly what you're doing with Moon Mondays. You're just saying like, hey, this is a possibility that can actually exist. Like, be free. <laughs> like, have fun with it. Yeah, exactly. I, I made the Moo graveyard. You don't have to worry about it. But then they <laughs> <laughs> they do it way better than me. It really does help just getting that one prompt, a like, little spark of inspiration. That'll set me off on like... I see something and go, I wonder if I could try that. I wonder if I could improve that. I wonder how I could make that my own. And then I look up three hours later and it's like, oh, the sun has set? Great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to be a builder. Speaking of sparking inspiration, this is my own question I'm adding in here. Would you ever consider being a part of the Sparked series as like a builder? Um, I would consider it. It's I, I, I think I'd be very nervous to be on TV. <laughs> like I have my own like personal anxieties of like, I don't know about being on TV. Like the opportunity sounds amazing. I feel like I'd probably say yes and push through that deep set fear. But like I was nervous, you know, today. So it's like to be on the sparked like with SimGuru or Ninja. Like I don't know if I would be able to function. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be so intimidating. Well, surprise, because we've got... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Could you imagine? Imagine. (laughs) Be a nightmare for me. Oh God. That's the nice thing about the podcast is we have a certain amount of private, not privacy, I don't know, and then me, whatever you want to say. But yeah, just here you're on TV. Now perform for us while you're on TV. All right, have fun. (laughs) Don't envy them. Yeah, I think the pressure... I mean, it just terrifies me. I feel like I'd have a hard time saying no to that kind of opportunity. So I probably would do it. But just know if that ever happens, I'm very stressed. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be cheering you on like, (laughs) don't be stressed. (laughs) No, I mean, to be fair, like, I haven't seen a ton of it. But what I've seen, they all do look like kind of nervous at first, especially the first couple episodes. They're like, okay, like, we're figuring it out. Well, the time, who was it that built that like kind of haunted house that was so, so detailed and they did it in like 45 minutes? Oh, was that that one guy? Well, that was a guy, right? Um, um no, I, no was she it was blonde hair. I'm trying to remember. Simlessy? It wasn't Simlessy. Was it, um, um, was it Chelsea? I can't remember, which I think makes me a terrible person, but... I just was so, so impressed by her building and not just the building itself, but how fast she did that. Absolutely. Like I could fall out of my chair. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, everything I've put on the gallery, which is not a lot, all of it has taken me like five plus hours, if not more. So I can't imagine just here's 45 minutes. I'd be like, I have a bush. There's a bush. Enjoy. <laughs> like, that's yeah. all I could do. <laughs> yeah. No, I sometimes like just do a tiny build just because I feel like I need to share something and I, you know, I'm really busy that weekend or whatever. So I can't imagine doing a house that size on that amount of detail. Yeah. Time crunches really freak me out. Like I can't, if, if there's a time limit put on it, I will be like that multiplies the nerves by 20. For sure, especially knowing people are watching you. I hate being micromanaged. Like when you're someone's looking over your shoulder at your work, I just start goofing up. Even like my husband sometimes will just like be standing behind me, like, oh, what you playing? And I just ruin everything. I'm like, no, bye, erase everything. (laughs) Can't do it. Don't look at me. Yeah, I feel like I would just be like, I'm sweating. Like I would just be yelling and like (laughs) just so stressed out. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. That's fun, though. But that's fun. So we can watch them and we can be impressed with them and then we can just not participate. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I loved it, though. I don't know how you guys felt, but I really I thought it was super fun. Definitely room for improvement, but I thought it was really good overall. I did want to ask you just another question I'm lobbing out. Do you use the red shelf? I do. Oh, tell (sighs) me about it. What do you think about it? Yes. Um, I love it. <laughs> Actually, I I just did a build the other day and for whatever reason, my shelf wasn't showing up. So I think I need to check my folders. And I was just like, oh, what? how do I, Ugh. like, it just like really threw me off. That shelf is a godsend. I love it so much. It's called the OMSP shelf, I believe by Ami Bay. I don't want to mispronounce all this stuff, but I just want to make sure they get credit because what a game changer. We will put it in the show notes because we always mispronounce people's usernames. So it'll be in the show notes. Great. Yeah. No, a total lifesaver. You can do so much with it. Yeah. And it's nice what a lot of people 
I don't know if they know, but it disappears when you go into live mode. So if you want to delete it, you can, but you don't have to. And I love that. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's super nice. So you don't have to worry about it, deleting it. Because when I first started using it, I kept deleting it, but then some stuff would clip to it. And I kept like messing things up. But I mean, this was a while ago, so I don't know anymore because I still delete it. But yeah, it disappears. It's pretty cool. Hopefully that didn't change when they updated it. Because <laughs> that stuff happens all the time. I'll say something and they update it and then we post the podcast and we get comments like, nope, that's not true anymore. It's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> But yes, Red Shelf is amazing. Amazing. Red Shelf basically just, I mean, I call it Red Shelf, but it's the OMSP shelf. It kind of takes away the, it clicks on, all the items click onto that shelf so it's easier to place things. And I don't know, it just takes the like manualness out of, because when you're having to hold down all and nine and zero and move things around and change up your kitchen just so it stops clicking everywhere or, you know, snapping onto the grid. When you put the red shelf up, it just, you can throw a bunch of stuff on there, figure it all out, and then keep moving. You know, it really cuts down clutter time for sure. Yeah. It's just so convenient. It also stops the, you know, if you click nine a bunch of times, it's kind of coming up from the ground and set increments. So sometimes it almost looks like it's floating, but if you click it back down one, it's intersecting with the surface. So the red shelf just lets you put it perfectly flush with whatever you're trying to put it on, which I love. Yeah, that's true. That's the weird thing about nine and zero is you can't just, yeah, there's there's a set in between. So, so many times I'll just be playing, you know, live mode, just minding my own business. And then I'll turn the camera and I'll just see a floating whatever, like a floating candle, just like a centimeter above the counter. And I'm like, oh, all right, let me go and fix that. <laughs> you know, I just didn't notice it when I was building. I catch myself in my screenshots sometimes and I'm just like, well, that's out there for the world now. <laughs> you guys can find it or hopefully not. <laughs> Witchcraft. Yeah, this is, uh, this is Glimmer Book. Don't worry about yeah, it. We have witches. Yeah, exactly. Totally fine. So we have a couple questions from our listeners that they have asked us to pass along to Yellow Plum Bob. M. Molivi says, how in fresh hell do I put stuff onto shelves? Oh my gosh, I love it. I laughed out loud when I saw that. <laughs> uh, with the red shelf. Um, if you don't want to use the red shelf, then sometimes you can get away with putting stuff on the shelf or like raising something up with the nine key and then moving the shelf to be below it. So you're kind of like cheating it. So you're bringing the shelf to the objects instead of bringing the objects to the shelf. So... Our resident build queen, uh, behind the scenes queen, and sometimes uh, llama guest, Julia. Julia asks about playtesting. Do you playtest? Do you wing it? Are you like a, a psychic genius in which you can put everything in its place and it ends up working? Tell us a little bit about your playtesting process. Yeah, so I think certain objects I've learned when you've done this so many times, you kind of figure out like, oh, as long as my Sim can walk up to the bed about this area, he's definitely going to be able to get into it. So you just start learning weird kind of mechanics of the objects over time. So there's stuff that I've gotten. Um, I always play test a build before I upload it, but there are certain things that I don't play test while I'm building just because I'm fairly confident that if it doesn't work, it's just a small nudge to get it where it needs to be. Now, if I'm trying something brand new or something I haven't seen before or whatever it might be, something really complicated, I'll have my sim there with me. I'll be playtesting every two seconds. And that's where I usually get into those like, can you do this? And then they say, they wave their hand in the air with the X and the feet. <laughs> and they say, no, I can't go over there. And then I, I go back to build mode and I try again. So it's a lot of trial and error with some of my more crazy ideas. I like how you talked about the objects that you just kind of know, the stuff that you're used to, like, yeah, this will, even if it's going to be blocking something, we can just nudge it. Like, I'm such an expert now that I don't worry about hampers anymore, like the laundry hampers, because like a psychopath, I still put them in my builds and play with laundry. Um, <laughs> but like, those are really great to just kind of have in a corner, like a corner that would otherwise go unused in a bathroom. It's nice to to kind of just shove that in there because Sims can still get to it, even if it's not on a grid, if you place it the right way. Like bathtubs are a great one. I think you can cover up like half of a bathtub and they'll still be able to get into it. So there's some really fun stuff you can do. Like what? 
Well, I've seen like, I haven't done this, but I've seen people do use windows and kind of like layer them a little bit. So it looks like a sliding glass door next to the bathtub. Or I've seen, you can actually put a half wall, like a low half wall in front of the bathtub and the Sims can still get into it. I don't think that you need the Moochie for that though. Because the entry point is sort of just like halfway down. So as long as a certain amount is still showing, your Sims can get in. I love doing that with the like a half wall and then a window. So it looks like a... Remember like in the 80s, those like frosted glass windows that were in bathrooms or walls or whatever? Yeah. I love doing that. I mean, obviously not frosted glass, but yeah, that's fun to do. And plants. I just do a lot of plants. I just put a fence or a wall um, or wall divider, you know, those little wall dividers that are in the game. Put a bunch of plants on those. Oh, yeah. All right. Writing that down. Okay. Star Warrior 87, also known as Kate, asks how to move things up and down and make things bigger and smaller on the PS4 slash Xbox. I didn't even know it was available to us until two weeks ago. So the Sims community has a YouTube video from 2017 that we will link in our show notes. But a quick pull from the simscommunity.info says, to resize an object, first you need to enter build mode. Then select an object you want to resize and press L2 and R2 on PS4. So I guess like the triggers probably. L2 and R2 at the same time or left trigger, right trigger on Xbox One. And then use your D-pad, like the up and down buttons, like that plus sign, to go up and down to make objects bigger or smaller. Oh. And that was part one of the question. Part two of the question was move things up and down. On console, I think you can move objects up and down your wall just with your uh, joystick. Joystick, yeah. Yeah, that part of it. You should be able to move it around as long as BB Objects On is active. Yes, you just move it with your joystick. Yes. So if that's wrong, you can at me directly or at under the plumb bob and give us a correction because we're trying to figure this out too. We want to be correct for our console players. Because if you're building, that's one thing. If you're building in console, holy shit, are you a wizard? Uh, Yeah, I agree. I can't even imagine like using a controller to build something that just does not make sense in my brain. My thumbs hurt just thinking about it. I tried it on the Xbox and I lasted about 20 minutes. I was just like, I can't do this. I don't understand how people do it. So kudos to all you console builders. Yeah, for sure. My brother one time set up his computer to... He had a computer, he used his TV as a monitor, and then he used a keyboard. But it was to his TV, but it was hooked up to the Xbox. I don't even know what he was doing. So he was able to do Sims, or my sister-in-law was able to do Sims on the TV with a keyboard through the console. It was really weird. I'm trying to get that set up for my computer for work from home. Because my my eyes are struggling in this quarantine. So IT boyfriend has an idea to maybe hook my monitor up as a TV and then... I sent that to my boss. She's like, remind me to not FaceTime with you anymore. (laughs) No more video chats if I'm on a huge TV monitor. (laughs) Yeah, really? (laughs) That would be so funny. It's like, hello, I'm your boss. I'm talking to you through your computer (laughs) or through your TV. (laughs) Finally, we have an Instagram question. uh, Another celebrity guest spot. The Simmers Digest Tech 9 asks, can Sims walk through debug items? Yes. Yes, they can. True. And I mean, to me, that just says, like, we got to do another episode soon on by debug items and their functions and how they can, you know, really improve a build. Katie, would you be open to coming back and joining us for that future episode? I would love to. I love debug. I love debug. I definitely want to talk to you about debug. It's just so fun. Oh, yeah. There's so many things we can talk about. I will say what I'm guessing Simmer Digest is asking is if you place a debug like fence or wall and Sims are walking through that or a bush or something and it's annoying you, just pop a little fence. Get Famous has a like yellow tape fence. Just pop a little fence underneath it and Sims won't walk through it anymore. You can hide things in plants too. We know our Sims can't step over very tiny items in The Sims 4. So if you even just put something really tiny in there, they can't walk right through the plant. 
That's probably why in builds that I've downloaded, there are like really random weird items that show up. Like, you know, we talked about like the download and it me not downloading it correctly or not placing it correctly. I remember that that cat toy, that little kid's toy that's a cat. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whoever it was used that everywhere. And I was like, why are there cats everywhere? Not complaining, but what is the purpose? Oh my god, I don't know if we downloaded from the same person, but I have definitely seen that. Because I like to, I like to put builds on my, you know, my lot and then kind of take them apart. All the bitey bugs, objects and everything. I like to take them apart and kind of see how people did things. And I have seen that where I moved a bunch of trees or bushes around and I just see various sized cats in all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) makes sense. But that's just so funny that they would choose that object out of all the objects. Just a little cat toy. So funny. So before we move on to our shout out, which is not only a shout out for us, but a shout out for Katie. We haven't done a what just happened in a while. And if you've got a celebrity one to share, we'd love to feature it. Yes, actually, this just happened the other day um, for I think my second to most recent build. Um, I built in Oasis Springs and I usually, you know, I, I build and then I make some Sims that look like they could possibly live there, but I don't really make Sims to share with people. I kind of just go with the defaults. Um, so I made these two Sims and I go into tab mode and I'm taking photos and then I turn my camera angle and I see the Grim Reaper is outside on my street <gasps> and that both of my Sims are just dead on the sidewalk. <gasps> I'm what? just steady taking screenshots and they had both died of the heat oh my in Oasis Springs. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, <laughs> okay. I think I put that photo in my in the post for that build because I was just like, what's going on? <laughs> I've never had my playtest sims die on me before. Oh That's so God. funny. <laughs> that is perfect. You're just like, all right, this is happening now. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Oasis Springs. Yeah, just the way it happened with like the camera pan too, where I was just like going about my life, living it up, and then I just turned the camera and there's just strangers crying and like it was a hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love the drama of that. Wild. That's so funny. <laughs> so that's that. <laughs> Thank you. I yeah. I love it. That is so funny. So our shout out is from Fluffy Monkey on Twitter says so thanks to yellow plumb at yellow plumbum i have been introduced to the amazing at plumbum cast which is a sims podcast hosted entirely by women i love this thank ah! you friends so fun power to women you know we're out here doing our thing figuring out this podcasting life so thanks fluffy just monkey struggling along every day <laughs> literally <laughs> struggling um but thank you i that's so awesome that like, it's both of us. How fun is this? I don't know. I think we're all just kind of still geeking out over that we're all together. We're like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. Truly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cross promotion wasn't like, wasn't enough. Now we're actually on an episode with Yellow Plum Bob. I'm, yeah. I'm shook. I'm, I can't believe this. It is. It's Thanks. just crazy to think this crazy thing that we all just kind of happened across, at least on the podcast, we all just kind of, eh, fuck it. Why not? Let's just do a podcast. And now we're like <laughs> meeting like not meeting but you know quarantine meeting these like famous people in the sims community like come on you and um the sim inspired who was a patreon like what the heck but you two were people i followed before we started the podcast so it's super strange to be talking to you right now and it's like i feel like i've been following you for a while i don't know it is really cool though that's awesome. I mean, I feel the same way because I've been listening to your podcast. I remember telling my friend, do you know there's a podcast about The Sims? Like, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Um, so I was just, I just loved it. Um, and I love Fluffy Monkey, too. If you guys don't follow her, you should definitely check her out. She's awesome. Oh, we will if we're not already. We love a shout out, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> if we're not following you, then it's happening now. No, she's such a good builder. So, Katie, where can our listeners find you if they don't already know about your beautiful, wonderful builds? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at yellow underscore plumbob, um, the same handle for Twitter, yellow underscore plumbob. And my gallery ID is yellow plumbob YT. You can also find me on YouTube, but I'm not really doing it anymore. It was a lot of work. You can look that up if you want to, but <laughs> we so get that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of editing. Yes. So that's me. 
Well, thank you again for joining us. Yeah. If you're looking for us, you can find us at PlumBobCast on Instagram and Twitter. We are PlumBobPodcast on Reddit. We're under the PlumBob Podcast on Facebook and Tumblr. Just type that in. You'll find us. Uh, and our website is under theplumbob.com. There's a contact form on there to reach out to us directly, or you can just email us at undertheplumbobpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Twitch and YouTube, where we provide some video content. YouTube is a lot of work, so it's intermittent that we put stuff up there. But check us out if that's your preferred uh, way to listen to podcasts. We have started to put old episodes up there, which you can find. Thank you, as always, to the wonderful Sims fan sites. Thank you to Melly for really putting this episode together in terms of coordinating and also pulling a lot of these tips together from her own experience and from research in Sims Community, Sims VIP, Sims Wiki, Simmers Digest. Um, we have to take a moment to pray for Carl. This is probably coming out in a few months, but you know what? I'm never going to stop praying for Carl because until he is well and okay in the world, I will not rest. Tots and pears for Carl. Tots and pace. Tots and pace. <laughs> <laughs> we do hope you're feeling better because we love you. And finally, thank you for listening. Definitely give us your feedback via all the social media assets above. What did we get right? What did we get wrong? If you've got more tips about move objects on or about buy debug items, we'll come back around with some more building tips with the lovely Yellow Plum Bob. And Thank you again for, for joining us. I've said it like six times, but again, we're geeking out over here. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. So we are off to the real world. Remember to save your game. Remember to wear your mask. Remember to be nice to people. Wash your hands. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.